Welcome to the 2021 season of Run My West Coast. I'm your host, Eddie Klein. Run My West Coast is a podcast for runners interested in Holland Haven Marathon and running in West Michigan. So, in this episode, I got a lot of things to talk about, starting with uh, why pooping is still an option and about Porta Johns we're going to have out there on race day. I'm also going to talk about a book I found, a Runner's World book, which is called How to Make Yourself Poop. And 99 Other Tips All Runners Should Know, written by Megan Kitta. I'm going to talk about some age group awards, overall winners. I'm going to talk about the RRCA State Championship, our volunteers, our hotels, some West Michigan running groups, some West Michigan races. So let's get started. Uh, first, I want to tell you about Porta Johns. So we're going to have 44 Porta Johns on our race course. We always have a bunch at the beginning. Obviously, just like every other race, because racers line up and they got to go to the bathroom and get ready before the race. So the full, the half, the 8K, they all have Porta Johns at the beginning. But then we also put them throughout the course. So when you're running, I understand that emergencies come apart and your bowels might come apart and you might just have to get out there and find a bathroom. So we want to make sure you have one at mile one, mile two, mile three when you're out there on the course. So just know that there's those options out there. When you're running, so you're not kind of stuck. Because really, you're you're running this course. You're along a lot of houses and a lot of residential areas. So it's not like there's a lot of room to duck into the woods if that's like what you're used to doing. So we want to make sure you're set up and uh, not in trouble on race day. But I also want to talk a little bit about this book I found. Um, a runner, Like I said, it's a book from Runner's World by Megan Kitta. And it's a very interesting book, and it's got a lot of running tips, more more than just about pooping, but quite a few running tips, actually. I wouldn't pass on recommending this book. There's a bunch of information in here about um, how to run and how to prepare for running and, and training and nutrition, all kinds of things. But I specifically want to talk today about pooping, um, specifically because Megan kind of spelled it out, and that's what her book was titled. So let me read from this book a little bit and what Megan said. If you've ever had to start a run before your bowels were ready, you know how crucial it is to clear out before heading out. An urgent need to find a bathroom or a semi-private clump of bushes can turn an otherwise pleasant run to crap. Here's how to ensure your business before you get down to business. So, she's got three suggestions here. Starting with uh, drinking a hot liquid. So some coffee or some tea. Uh, Any warm liquid should work. Studies have found regular and decaf coffee have the same poop-inducing effect. Choose your favorite hot beverage and drink at least 30 minutes before go time. I can attest to this from my personal experience that caffeine definitely makes you go. And most runners or most people that drink coffee realize that it makes you go number one and number two pretty regularly. Uh, I actually gave up caffeine couple years ago uh, not because it made me poop too much but uh, because I had uh, a lot of inflammation in my body and caffeine does cause inflammation so I wanted to get that down but that has nothing to do with the pooping but I can definitely say that even a warm beverage could help you get going so if that's something you're struggling with on race day I might suggest that Uh, the second one though is the one I really like the best and it's it's the one I find most useful so Number two here in the book, warm up near a toilet. Motion can bring out a bowel movement. 
As anyone who has needed a potty break just minutes into your run, it can attest. And added bonus. Warming up pre-run enlivens your muscles and gets your heart pumping, which I completely agree with. Try a dynamic warm-up routine before leaving home with moves like jumping jacks, walking lunges and skips, or just jog around the block until you're ready to make. So, twofold there. You get your body warmed up and ready to run, and you get your bowels warmed up and ready to go. So, I see a lot of runners that don't warm up, and they just get out there and start going, and I I highly want to suggest warming up before you're doing any kind of exercise or any kind of strenuous movement. And the rule kind of goes the longer the workout or the longer the run, the shorter the warm-up. So if you're doing a marathon, you got a long time to warm up once you're going. But if you're running an 8K race, it wouldn't be a, great, wouldn't be a bad idea to warm up a little bit more. So consider that in your, in your routine. Plus, you might just have to go when you're out there on that run. Uh, number three, I'm not going to read all of number three because it's a little more detailed uh, – let's say a little more detailed physically about the body anatomy that I really want to get into on this podcast. So I'm going to read a little bit of it and I'm going to let you use your imagination. And then if you want to read the rest, you can get this book and uh, see what Megan suggests you do. So here's the title of section three here. You want me to massage where? If all else fails, you can try putting gentle pressure on your, and I'm going to leave it right there, but she's talking about your nether regions that, we're going to leave unmentionable here today, but pressuring maybe with your hand and hopefully not someone else's there uh, to get things moving down there before you get running. So there's some tips for you if you got to poop and I want to make sure you know pooping is an option during Holland Haven Marathon. We have Porta Johns out there and now you have some suggestions on a way to make that happen. Let's move on to some uh, less bowel-moving topics. I'm going to talk about some age groups for you, something a little bit different here. So we have overall winners for the races, the full, the half, the 8K, all have an overall winner for male and female, number one person that comes in. And this year we got our Gazelle Sports as our sponsor, our charity, or not charity, but a partner for that that's bringing in gift cards that winners are going to get. Plus you get a custom pint glass, a Holland Haven pint glass. So we have those for the overall winner. And then we have a master's winner for each race, full half and 8K. So 40 and over, male and female, master's winners. Same prize, same uh, gift card, same uh, pint glass for that. And then, of course, each race has the age group division awards, which is where a lot of you are looking to get an award. And last year, two years ago, I can't remember now, we broke our age groups down to five years. For the first few years of the race, we used to do 10-year increments. And that was just because we were such a smaller race and it didn't make sense to do a five-year increments of, of age groups. But now we're down to five-year age group. Um, so you have a lot better chance to get an award in your age group. And those age groups go... Um, they're like 18 to 24, and then 25 to 29, 30 to 34, and so on, all the way up to there's a 65 to 69, and then there's 70 and over. And plus, also for the 8K, because we get a lot of younger people in the 8K, we also have a 17 and under division for the 8K. And then the top three finishers, of course, male and female receive awards, and then the first, second, 
third age groups are also a pint glass, a custom Holland Haven pint glass. So something pretty cool to take home as an award, as a reward. You can fill it with your favorite cocktail or beverage or whatever you like to drink and put that in your cupboard and just kind of remember, hey, I, I did well at this race and I got my age group. So pretty cool keepsake there. Now there's another way to get awards this year an additional award going on because, and this is just for the marathon, the full marathon, but we are RRCA uh, Marathon State Championship for Michigan. So the Roadrunners Club of America each year has a state championship, a regional championship, a national championship, all these different championships um, around the country. And for all these different race distances, there's one for the marathon, there's one for the half, there's one for the 8K, there's one for – the 5K, all these different ones. This year, we're the full marathon state championship. So what we have is medals, these super cool medals that the RRCA is providing us to give runners who win the marathon, both male and female. So if you're the first place male, you're not only going to get the Holland Haven medal and the Holland Haven award, you're going to get the RRCA medal, same with the female. And then there's age groups for this. And they're a little bit different than what we do. They're more of a master's types age group. So there's 40 plus. So that'd be 40 to 49. Then there's 50 plus, And then there's 60 plus. So we have a total of eight medals, uh, four for the men, four for the women in these different age groups. But so let me tell you a little bit about RRC. I'm just going to read kind of their mission, their, their little synopsis of what they're doing and, and why we're part of it. Uh, the goal of the RRCA championship event series is to celebrate and shine a spotlight on well-run community focused events and to award their top performing runners. So that says a lot right there. They recognize us as a well-run and community focused event and they want to reward us and reward our runners. So that's pretty cool. I'm uh, I'm super excited to have them be part of this event and, and come out and, give those awards to everyone who's earned them. Uh, let's move on to race volunteers. So we do need a lot of volunteers for this race. The reason I bring this up is because maybe you're a runner that's in the race and you know someone who could volunteer, or maybe you are a community member and you want to volunteer, or you're a business that has a group of people who might volunteer. But I just want to get the word out there that it does take 150 volunteers to put on a real successful race day out here at Holland Haven last year you know last year was COVID and we struggled to get volunteers most most because it was it was tough times people were a little afraid to go out of the house obviously and we were social distancing and things were locked down and so you know I obviously I understand it I didn't want anybody to come out if they didn't feel safe and we we didn't have nearly enough volunteers but we pulled it off last year in different ways and our staff was amazing they, they ran around and, and did a lot of extra work, and the volunteers that were there ran around and did a lot of extra work. But we also had a lot less people. We had a lot less things going on. So uh, last year we got away with it, but this year we definitely need to fill up uh, that race day volunteer section. And mostly the biggest things are aid stations, course marshals. The aid stations obviously need people there to set up those cups. We're having the Hiccup, Hiccup Earth cups, which are those silicone eight ounce cups that are coming out this year and they got to set those cups up with water and Gatorade and when those runners come by make sure they're ready to get their beverages and get hydrated and keep going so we have one of those every two miles an aid station and they take you know 
three, five, six people at each one, depending on how much stuff we have there. So that's quite a few people, and it's super fun. It really is to be at a need station and, and enjoy the runners going by and, and just helping see them succeed and have a great day when they're out there running. And then course marshals too. We have a lot of intersections. We cross we cross a crossroad almost every mile on our course, and there's a stop sign at almost every one of them. So it's not like we need a volunteer there to say, hey, stop the traffic. It's more of runner safety. We want the runners to be safe. So as a, as a car's coming up, maybe they don't look both ways or they only look one way or they don't completely come to a stop. And we want the runners to have someone there as their guide to give them a chance to be safe crossing the road. We don't want to see anybody get hit by a car or have to stop for a car when they're trying to have a great run. So if you know somebody, your family, your friends, your coworkers, et cetera, please let them know that Holland Haven needs some volunteers and have them go to our registration page, runsignup.com slash Holland slash volunteer. Right there, you can sign up. Here's some more good stuff I found out about volunteering in an article I found in Harvard Health Publishing out of Harvard Medical School titled, The Many Ways Volunteering is Good for Your Heart. This is a 2016 article by Julie Corliss, who is the executive editor of Harvard Health Letter. So I'm going to read a little bit of this article, and then we can discuss some of the topics. If you do volunteer work, whether it's a school, soup kitchen, or senior center, perhaps you've experienced the emotional rewards of donating your time. What you might not realize, however, is that volunteering may offer added advantages for your heart. And there's some studies done in this in this article, and I'm going to read a little bit about one of the studies here. Volunteers were more likely to use preventative health care services. For instance, people who volunteered were 40% more likely to get cholesterol checks and 30% more likely to get flu shots than those who didn't volunteer. Additionally, people who volunteered on a regular basis, at least 200 hours a year, we're less likely to develop high blood pressure over a four-year period than non-volunteers. Volunteers also had greater increases in psychological well-being and physical activity. Volunteers tend to walk more steps, be less depressed, find it easier to do everyday tasks, and bent, have better thinking skills. So that right there tells you some good benefits of volunteering. It's like physically and psychologically, mentally, it's just going to make you healthier and I can, I can definitely see some of those benefits being part of volunteering. Here's some more of this. Another intriguing potential benefit is that volunteering may give people a greater sense of purpose. There are three elements to a sense of purpose, a sense of meaning, a sense of direction, and a goal to strive for. A sense of purpose is associated with better heart health, above and beyond the effective optimism, and a positive outlook. People with a high sense of purpose in life had a lower risk of having cardiovascular events, such as a heart attack or stroke, and of dying from any cause compared with people who had lower sense of purpose. For me, that's what volunteering is about, actually, is that sense of purpose. Um, heart health, whether you believe that or not, it definitely comes along with it. But just getting that sense of purpose of being involved in the community and, and helping people and having something besides that, you know, everybody's got a sense of purpose in their life where, my purpose is to get my job done every day and be good at my job or my sense of purpose is to raise my family or get my run in every single morning. But going beyond that, doing something beyond yourself 
and volunteering for something where you're not really expecting anything in return. Although you do get something in return, it's that self-satisfaction of helping somebody and that, that sense of purpose really, really can make you feel better and, and de-stress your life. Think about that in, in, in terms of heart health. So I can see that being a volunteering advantage. And I personally have, have felt that and done a lot of volunteering in my life more recently than ever. But even in the last 10, 15 years, I've done a lot of volunteering. I was a Boy Scout leader for a long time. I volunteered at Gazelle Sports Holland for a while as a running coach for their program. I've done a lot of volunteering as a CrossFit volunteer at CrossFit competitions, doing judging for high-level competitions and local competitions. Of course, I volunteered at a lot of running races over the years. And just recently in the last year, I've taken on some other great volunteer opportunities that have just come along that I'm really excited about. And one of them is Team Rubicon, which is a veterans organization that helps clean up and save people from disasters such as forest fires, hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, those kinds of things. I had the chance to travel to Louisiana uh, back in October and help clean up from a hurricane down there and just help people in a poor area down there get their lives together clean up their yards, cut down some brush and some trees and whatnot. That was super fulfilling for me to be able to do that. And that, that kind of volunteer experience really has stuck with me. And I'm talking about it today because I want to do it again. I'm planning on trying to find another way to get back out there with Team Rubicon. So volunteering can really be a, a fulfilling thing for you in your life. Uh, some other things I've been doing just this summer, I started volunteering with First Tee, which is a, a kids golf program. They help kids get out on the golf course and golf, but not just golf, but learn life skills. So we take golf and relate it to setting goals and overcoming obstacles and how you can do that with your life. So I've been working with some kids this summer, getting that going. And I'm also now working with, excuse me, the Holland Young Professionals here in Holland, helping them get their golf outing together. So and Holland Young Professionals is a group of professionals that are younger than me, but they needed some help with their golf outing. So I'm helping them get that together just because they need to get direction of an, an event director person and someone who's a golfer. And maybe you didn't know that I like to golf. So that's another thing you can add to my resume as a golfer. So think about volunteering. Think about how it can help you achieve some of your goals in your life. As far as getting a sense of direction, a sense of meaning, a sense of purpose and Maybe it'll improve your heart health. There's always that benefit too. One more thing about volunteers. We have an awesome partner this year. We have Fit Body Boot Camp. They have come on as our volunteers partner, which is the first time we've ever had a volunteers partner. And so I'm so excited about that. They, they are going to supply about 12 of their staff is volunteering for one thing already. And then they're also recruiting their, their boot camp members to come out and help as well. So a huge contingency there from Fit Body Boot Camp, both in Holland and Grand Haven. I just want to give a shout out to them and say, hey, thanks for stepping up this year and helping staff some of these aid stations and some of these locations where we really need people to, to come out and help. So that's that's just super awesome to get that community support. What else do I got to talk about here? Hotels. So hotels fill up fast for this race. Um, there's a lot of people that come in from out of town. The last couple of years, 
we've had about 28, 29, 30 states out of 50 show up for the race. That's a lot. That's more than half the country, if you count them all up, have come in from out of town to run Holland Haven. So it's not just like people from Holland are doing this race. We're getting them from all over the place. So, and there's a lot of hotels in Holland, but we focused on a few that we had relationships with and we thought that would be good for our runners. So we partnered up with them and there's four of them completely ready to go that have a special link that you can find on our website or our registration page. And then you can, you can get a special deal. You can say, I'm, I'm with the Holland Haven Marathon when you call or you get online and then they're going to give you that block of rooms that we had set up for our runners. So when you're coming in to town, and I suggest you book soon because they I'm, at least one is filled, I think, the courtyard, which is the first one I was going to name. And then we also have Home Two Suites. We also have City Flats Hotel and then the Fairfield and Marriott. So keep your eye on that. Make sure you're getting your room's booked before it's too late and you don't make it into city to get to the run. Community runs. So let's talk about some running groups. If you didn't, if you're around Holland or Grand Haven or West Michigan in general, and and you want to run with a group, I want to throw out some group names because maybe you don't know about some of these running groups that are going on. And these are not all the running groups that are going on, but just a handful that I know of or that I have a relationship with that I've talked to that, I wanted to say, hey, they're running on a regular basis. They're training. They're getting together for beers after the run, or they're getting together for breakfast before the run, or they have a great community. And some of them are volunteering for the race. Some of them have been volunteers for the race in the past, so they're they're involved in what's going on. And we give a discount to a lot of their runners, so I want them to come out. I want to make sure we get them involved a little bit with the race. So starting with Gazelle Sports in Holland, and they, believe it or not, I just found this out myself, they run on Saturday mornings from Rosie Mound Elementary School, which is the start of the full marathon. So if you want to run with the Gazelle Sports Holland Group, head on up to Rosie Mound Elementary School on a Saturday morning, and you can probably start right at the Holland Haven start line and do a little course preview. You could get out there and find out what the course is like right away and get running. So that's pretty cool. I I might join that myself one day and go up there and try it. I just found that out. So a chance to get out and run with Gazelle Sports. Uh, Egress Endurance is a group that runs mostly trails, and they meet on Wednesday nights at Riley Trails in Holland. The Grand Haven Running Club, they have a lot of meetups. They meet Fridays and Saturday mornings. They also do a Tuesday morning track workout. And then Wednesday nights, they meet at Oddside Ales in Grand Haven which throw out the odd side is they have some awesome beer. So I highly suggest getting in there and partaking in the activities there. Okay. Holland running club right here locally in Holland. Great bunch of people really promote the Holland running community. Love those guys. Love those girls that are in that one. They run Monday nights and Thursday nights. And then they run Saturday mornings at Winstrom park. And Run Muskegon also runs at a brewery. They run Wednesday nights at Pigeon Hill Brewery, another one I highly recommend. You might uh, get from this that I'd like to drink a little bit of beer. So who doesn't after a run, right? So get out there and find some of these running groups. And if they're meeting at a brewery, that's even more of a bonus because uh, you know why. Get some good beers. 
And then I was going to tell you some races. So I did a little research on what races I could find happening in West Michigan. I don't think August is a huge racing month, as far as I can tell. Um, I've never really run too many races in August. It's it's usually one of the hotter months in Michigan. It's, It's really hot right now, actually, in Michigan. So it doesn't surprise me. But I thought I'd throw out a few... A few races that are going on, just so if you're looking for something else to do uh, prior to Holland Haven, you got an idea. Now, Egress Endurance is putting on a race coming up real soon on August 7th, the Riley Trails Marathon and Marathon Relay, and that's right here in Holland. Riley Trails is, if you've never been out there, it's not a really tough trail course. It's more of a mountain biking course, actually, but it's not really that much like hilly or anything like that. So it's, you could really wear just your street shoes out there and run. You don't really need um, trail shoes to run Riley Trail. So if you're looking for a tune-up marathon before Holland Haven, I would suggest getting right out there on August 7th and running the Riley Trails Marathon. Great little place to go and, and get some miles in. Another cool race is the Brainy Day Trail Run, which is on August 14th up in Nunica. The Brainy Day is a great event because they really do a lot of charity work. And I'm not real familiar with their charity, but I've talked to the race director many times, and I know he puts a lot of effort into raising money and getting community involved and doing a lot of great things. So check out Brainy Day Trail Run, too. A couple more I found out about. The Hay 5K is August 14th in Muskegon. The Run for One, or sorry, Run for Type One, August 14th in Grand Rapids. One in five marathon relay is August 27th in Grand Rapids. And then there's also the Holland Haven Marathon coming up September 12th here in Holland. And I'm sure you know about that one. So the Holland Haven Marathon, this is our eighth year of Holland Haven Marathon. And I'm, I'm really excited to just do it again and, and do it normal this year. It's, it's not exactly everything we've ever done before. It's more of a, I'd say, transition back to normal year. But it's it's relieving to me to be able to do it my way and the way I want to do it for the runners. Last year I did everything I could to just make it happen, and I had a lot of long conversations and long emails with the health department and a lot of going back and forth and planning and what can I do and what are we allowed to do and how can I get the runners into the race and, and making runners do different things and they have to re-sign up and they had to re-sign waivers and there was just a lot of just a lot of stuff going on last year and putting people in corrals and you know I I I want to make the race better and better for runners every year and and last year I was disappointed in myself that I couldn't make it a better experience that I had the year before just because there were so many restrictions and I and I realized you can only control what you can control so I've accepted that and I was I was glad that I got the race to happen and and I got a billion billion emails of just tons of gratitude and, and thankfulness. So I'm not complaining. It was cool to be able to do it, but this year I'm even more excited because now I can put this race together the way I want to, the way I can make it great for all of you that are coming out to run and, and I'm really excited to just have an awesome year that's that's gonna just be back to what Holland Haven's supposed to be. We're going to have a sold-out race. All the all the distances are going to be filled up. So if you're looking to register, by the way, hurry up because there's about 100 
spots left in the full marathon, about a hundred and a half and about 200 in the eight K. So they're going to be filling up here in the next few weeks where we're going to have registration closed and there's going to be a waiting list, which is disappointing, but you know, the reason for, I'll tell you the reason for it. Actually, the reason I have to cap it is because I want to keep the experience good for the runners. There's only so much room on a six foot wide bike path. There's only so much room to get hundreds of runners started in a smaller area at a school or a camp or a side street. So I don't want to crowd in thousands and thousands of people and make it difficult to get going and, and not have enough port johns and not have enough facilities. So that kind of restrictions of those numbers are reasons. Those are the reasons why I put these numbers on those, on those races and I, and I keep it lower so that everyone can have that great experience on race day. And then the, at the end too, uh, we're finishing in a large parking lot, but the parking lot's only so large. We're not finishing in the Walmart parking lot where there's unlimited space. So I want to have a cool place for runners to hang out after we're done in our recovery zone and have enough food, enough resources, all these things for runners to make it good so it's not overcrowded. And it really feels like you're getting that personal attention when you finish your race and you're not just a number in the crowd. So those are kind of the reasons right there why we keep it smaller, keep it more of a community-sized event without going overboard. And makes it cool for the runners. So finishing up this podcast today, I just want to remind you that you can go on our website and get information, hollandhavenmarathon.com. If you're looking for something I didn't talk about today, or you have a question, there's a contact form. You can email me, ask me something. Same with our run sign up page, the registration page. Registration page probably has twice as much information as the website. We put a whole bunch of information on there. So runsignup.com slash Holland. Jump on there. Go to the event info or the race info section or the FAQ section. You'll find a lot of the questions you probably have are answered right in there. And, again, if you can't figure it out, let me know. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, as, as the race gets closer, I post a lot more information on Facebook about the race and what's going on and what kind of things you need to do and some information, in, even including the Porta Johns and the, and the pooping information. So let's not, uh, let's not leave that out of the rest of this podcast here, finishing up with that. And, of course, I'm going to be emailing runners. If you're a registered runner, you're going to get emails from me every week now saying here's what's going on with this part of the race or this part of the race or that. And then this podcast. This podcast is going to be coming out every month. So look for an episode about the beginning of September, right before the race, it'll be our next episode, and there'll be some really good race details. We'll we'll rein it in, and we'll get you ready for race day, and everybody will be ready to run. So with that, I will talk to you on the next episode, and see you on race day. <laughs>